You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share heartfelt and inspirational messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself to God's unlimited blessing. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. Say this, I am God's servant. I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, speak to us today. Father, we pray that your word will reach more people today, that your word will be spoken to more people, and that your voice will be heard by more people through my brothers and my sisters' cooperation and efforts. Father, meet us where we are and bring us to where you want us to bring today. Have your way in us, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We are going to talk about the particular chapter in Matthew. Talk about that part in Matthew where the Pharisees were demanding for a sign from Jesus. And um, plus a lot more that we will discuss. But our one big message for today is simple. God is inside you. Yeah, you better believe that. God is inside you. In fact, there's a promise in scripture that says, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Greater is Jesus who is in you than the devil who's in the world. So whether you feel powerless, whether you feel weak, I want you to know, I want you to know One fact, and one fact is, God is inside you. God is inside you. Therefore, you have the ability to overcome. Jesus told us that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. And I want you to know that your victory is lined up before you. If you will continue to trust God, and if you will allow God to move in your life. I know a lot of people who um, are asking God questions. Look, look, if you don't understand anything or the things that are happening in your life, I want you to know that you can ask God questions. That God can take that. (laughs) He is God after all. And, and I know a lot of people who are asking God questions. Lord, why is this happening to me? Why is there so much suffering in the world? Why is this happening to me, especially now that I'm attending the feast? When I promised, when I made a commitment to serve you, God, my end of the deal, I, I am taking care of. But what about your end of the deal? That if I come to you, I will not have any more problems. That if I come to serve you, I, my, my, I will be assisted in all my problems and I will overcome, but it is not happening. Father, I just came off a broken relationship and now I'm back to being single 
And I'm already 46 years old. What about your end of the deal? Yeah, sometimes it gets frustrating. But I want you to understand one thing, that God never promised he will solve your every problem. He never did. He never did. That he never promised that he will solve your every problem. In fact, in Scripture, he made a statement that says, in this world, you will have troubles. In this world, you will have problems. But you don't stop there because after that it says, but take heart for I have overcome the world. What's important is that we invite the one who has overcome the world into our life so that he is now resides in us. And with God, move, we will be able to um, face the world and know that we have the capacity and the ability to win because God is inside of us. Now, talking about problems, what happens? What do you think will happen if, if we will not have any problems? Imagine a life without problems. Won't it be boring? Won't it be boring? And, and I want you to, to think, friends, friends, could problems have purpose? Could the, the pain that you're experiencing right now, could it, could it have a purpose behind it? Think of a baby that has no problem. All it needs to do is cry and the mom will give, give the baby milk. All it, the, all it needs to do is shout and cry and, and whine. Adults will take care of that baby's needs. But you cannot be a baby forever. Um, as I was saying, you cannot be a baby forever. That if you want to grow, you have to experience some sort of pain. Sometimes you're growing out of your present situation. And sometimes it takes pain to get you out of there because there's one truth that I want you to understand. Only problems can make you grow <laughs> because problems, they have purpose. And, and, and when you go through problems, you're being stretched. When God is stretching you, you will not go back to your original size. When God is stretching you, God is making you grow. And when you go through problems, get ready for the next set of problems that will make you even uh, that will make you grow even faster, or that will make you continue to grow. Because it's a fact and it's the truth that if God solves all your problems, then I don't think He loves you at all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the truth. God cannot solve your problem, and God will not solve all your problems because we need to learn. We need to grow. We need to experience pain. We need to grow ourselves out of our current situation, out of our current position. So let's, let's, let's not fight the fact that we will have problems, but let's count on the fact that we have Jesus inside of us. That we have Jesus inside of us. Today we're talking about a demand that reveals. And I'm going to read to you, start reading scripture in Matthew chapter 12. Okay? It reads, One day some teachers of religious law, the Pharisees, the scribes, and Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to show us a miraculous sign to prove your authority. They were challenging Jesus and they were demanding that Jesus will, will perform a miracle before them because they've heard a lot of things about Jesus. Only an evil, adulterous generation, this is Jesus' reply, 
would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Remember Jonah? For as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, so will the son of, son of man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The story starts with the Pharisees demanding Jesus to perform a miracle. They're saying that if you do, and if we see a miracle happen before our eyes, we will believe you. What was Jesus thinking about that, you know, at that time? I can just imagine these Pharisees were, came, just came from a meeting plotting to kill Jesus. And now they're saying, perform a miracle and we will believe you. Okay? To put it bluntly, let me, let me paraphrase or maybe try to illustrate what Jesus was actually saying. Jesus, maybe in, my, in, in Jesus' mind, this is what I think at least, maybe in Jesus' mind he was saying, What? Didn't you just come from a meeting plotting to kill me? And now you're asking for a sign? No way. I will not give you a sign because it's useless. And then Jesus said, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'll give you a sign. I'm changing my mind right now. I will give you a sign, but the only sign that you will see is the same sign that Jonah saw when he was in the belly of a whale for three days and three nights. In, in, in a way, Jesus was saying, you're looking for a sign? Look, you're looking for a sign? Look no more. What you're going to do to me when you kill me, I want you to watch out for a sign after three days. Brothers, sisters, I am the sign. I am the sign. That's what Jesus was trying to tell them. It's useless. <laughs> now, I'm going to share with you four lessons that we can learn from this story. And uh, these are four kingdom principles that we need to imbibe and understand and learn so that we can continue moving forward, becoming who Jesus wants us to be, who God wants us to be. Okay? Number one. Um, when you're in this world, and it's important through the lessons that we are learning, through the examples that I just gave you, to know, understand that folk, we need to focus on people who are open to you. This story today, we still continue um, trying to understand Matthew's message of how people reacted negatively to Jesus during that time. And uh, Jesus was saying that we need to focus on people who are open to us. He did not perform a miracle to them because if he did, if he did, it, it, it would be useless. Because for people who want to, to, to see you fail, <laughs> for, for people who are opposed to you, no explanation will be enough. But for people who are open to you, no explanation will be required. So... Focus on people who are open to you because that's a fact. People will not, and not everyone will like you. You can love them from a distance, but if you are to associate yourself, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather associate with people who are open to me and who are willing to listen to me. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is we should find God in the ordinary. Myself included, don't, you, don't we find ourselves sometimes asking God for a sign? God, give me a sign. Give me a sign. If he's the one, someone will send me, he will send me a dozen roses. 
and then you get a dozen white roses, red roses, you know, Lord, give me, he will give me a dozen red roses, and then you get a dozen white roses, and you say, okay, Lord, baka nakalimutan mo lang. <laughs> we like to ask for a sign. I'm not saying that, 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 that God does not speak in signs. Sometimes he allows us to see signs to remind us about something, but what I'm saying is um, sometimes we want to see God whenever we're going through pain or trial or struggles. We want to see God in the, or extraordinary circumstances in our lives. But, but what we need to do is find God in the ordinary. Find God in the ordinary because listen to this, okay? Take this down. This is life-changing. Are you ready? If you're ready, I want you to type, I'm ready. I'm ready. And if you can't type, just say, I'm ready, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Bring it on. Bring it on. Listen to this. If you don't find God in the ordinary, you will never find him in the extraordinary. If we don't see God in the little things in life, it will be very difficult for us to see God in the big things in life. So we need to find God in the ordinary. What we need to do is to stop searching for God in the abnormal. We should be able to see God in the little normal things in life, like waking up in the morning when you're having breakfast. Ask yourself, where, do, where is God in all this? If you're going through a happy a happy uh, episode in your life, ask God, ask yourself, where is God in this? Can you honestly say that I see God in that? In the little things, when you count your money, when you go to work, when you go to commute, when you ride uh, a public transport with your mask and your face shield on, is there, can I see God in there? Because if you see God in the ordinary, it will be easier for you to see God in the extraordinary because it has become a way of life. Stop searching for God in the abnormal. And sometimes you maybe you feel like you're ordinary. You feel like there's nothing special about you. <laughs> Here's my message to you. Find God inside you because in, your in, in, in the deepest parts, in the deepest corner of your heart, you'll find God. In fact, when you want to know God's will, it's written, it can be found in the deepest desires of your heart. That pure desire in your heart is God's will for you. So stop looking for God in the extraordinary. Find God inside you. And, uh, and when, when you do that, you will have power. You will have power. In the next verses, we will hear about Jesus talking about the evil one and the devil and maybe one will ask, how can you destroy evil? And here's my answer. You cannot destroy evil. You can never destroy evil. No, no. You cannot destroy evil. But the good news is, on your own, you cannot. But if you rely on Jesus living inside of you, God living inside you, then you can do something about it. You can do something about it. When you don't see God from without, look for him from within. I say that again. When you don't see God from without, the world around us, it's difficult to see God because of the suffering, because of the pain, because of the corruption, because of 
because of the, the hatred, because of the, the despair that's going on around us, it's very hard to see God there. But there is a place where you can see God, and that's inside of you. God is living inside you so that you can muster enough courage and strength to fight your battles. Let's read scripture. Let's continue. Um, in this uh, next, next verses, Jesus is talking about a haunted house. <laughs> he talks about the devil. Now, here goes. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty and swept and in order. Let me just pause for a while. I want you to know that there is a devil. The devil is alive. There is a devil. And he's out, Scripture says, to steal, kill, and destroy you. Steal your joy. Kill the faith and the hope in you. And destroy every single thing that God has planned for you. But that's reality. But what does God say? What does God's word say? It says that what the devil has planned for your destruction, God will use to bless you. God will use to make you grow. God will use to enrich you. Isn't that wonderful? Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that God will work everything for those who love, uh, for the good, for those who love and are, are called according to his purpose. God will work everything unto good. And that's wonderful. And, and uh, Jesus was talking about the evil spirit. You have the power to drive away the evil spirit in your life, the devil in your life. And Jesus was saying that when you drive out the devil and then they actually leave because you cannot drive the devil on your own. But when you use the name of Jesus, the devil has no choice but to follow. Because unto the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every spirit on the earth, under the earth, above the earth will have to bow to Jesus and say that he is Lord. Therefore, you have the power if you have Jesus inside of you. When the devil leaves, and so it leaves, you know, physics, when, when a particular thing is moved, okay, it, 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 it is occupying space in this particular point, but when you move it, Okay, point where it used to occupy is already uh, empty. Okay, and when the devil leaves and looks for a place, because they, they, the devil is like a virus, they, they need a place to, to latch on and, and uh, to propagate. Okay, and if they don't find any, and you haven't filled that place, that empty space, it will come back. And what does it say? Let's continue reading. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more than evil, more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So when it finds that you have not replaced that, you have not replaced the evil spirits and that space is still empty it will call seven other evil spirits and then they will reside they will come back and they will um, have the time of their lives 
and uh, you end up worse than before. That's why it's important for you and me to fill that space and to always remember that without God, we will always be empty. Life without God is empty because there's a, a, a God-shaped vacuum in our hearts that only God can fill. That's what St. Augustine said. There's a God-shaped vacuum, and if you don't fill that space, you're empty. That leads me to number three, why we need to never be complacent. We should never be complacent. The devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And when, when you're, in, 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 when you're in, um, complacent, it will pounce on you. In fact, there's a warning in Scripture that the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone, someone to devour. And if you're not careful, you just might be the one. You just might be the lunch or the dinner of this toothless, can I tell you, Roaring lion, but toothless nevertheless. <laughs> because without you allowing yourself to be overcome by the devil, he cannot. Because the battle has already been won. Okay? But, but let's not be complacent, even if we know that we have that power. Because if you're not careful, you might end up in the snares of the evil one. But is it really possible to, to, to un totally annihilate the enemy? No, no. In this world, okay, you cannot destroy the devil. You can only disconnect it from your life. You don't need to destroy it. You make it insignificant. Disconnect it from your life. <coughs> and it is crucial that we do not become complacent. Have you heard of Alcoholics Anonymous? I have friends who are who were alcoholics, and uh, in that program, they always say, "Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic." And if you meet them, and if in, during their meetings when they start to introduce themselves, they say, "I'm Randy, and I'm a recovering addict, or I'm an alcoholic," but that declaration just reminds you not to be complacent. Because when you put your guards down, that's when the temptation comes. Yeah. Um, do not be complacent. Um, our human nature tends to, uh, to put us in situations where, where we will sin. Because that's, again, that's human nature. But we may be humans. But there's a nature above our human nature. That's Jesus. When you have Jesus in your hearts, then you can definitely overcome. That's why number four is very important. Put God at the center. Put God at the center of your life. Have you ever invited Jesus to sit at the throne of your life? Have you ever invited Jesus to sit at the throne of your life. When you come against all the evil spirits, there's a vacuum in your hearts, and then you need to let Jesus sit at the throne. You need to let Jesus sit 
at your throne. Um, and and it, this is true with a bad habit. You cannot remove a bad habit. You just need to replace it with a good one. We are creatures of habit. And you cannot totally say, I'm not going to stop that just like that. But you have to replace it. Same is true in spiritual warfare. When you drive away the demons, you have to replace it. You have to ask Jesus to sit on the throne. And, and, and here's what you need to understand. Only the habit of love can replace the bad habits of any addiction. Only the habit of love. Because love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And because of love, you're able to do things. You're able to do things. Um, when you say no to, to uh, sin, when you say no to the devil, you need to say a full yes to God. Be sure to say yes to God. Don't just stop saying no to sin because you will fail. <laughs> you will definitely fail because the Bible tells us that this, a just man sins seven times a day and you will be frustrated. But when you ride the rhythms of grace, when you ride the rhythms of God's grace, you will see yourself soar like an eagle. Soar like an eagle. Fly and soar like an eagle. That's why you need, when you say no to sin, you need to say yes immediately to God. Because without saying, fully saying yes to God, okay, you're, you cannot fully say no to the devil. Okay? Because when you say no to the devil, a space is created on the throne and you need to let God sit on it. <laughs> let God sit on it. Don't let it remain empty. Your heart, your inner self, let God sit on your throne because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. If you were born in the 19, if in the, or, or if you were alive in the 90s already, you will remember that when you buy a computer, there's a sticker that says Intel Inside. Intel Inside. What is that sticker for? It's to tell people that Intel is the number one manufacturer of microchips, the chips that you use in a computer. And when you see this sticker, it just assures you of the quality that your computer is going to function properly and excellently and, and uh, glitch-free because you have Intel inside. The same way, brothers and sisters, today I want you to say that you're not made of chips, but you are the objects of God's grace. God inside. You have God inside. Huh? So let that sticker be seen by the world that you are God inside, that you are a God container. You have God inside of you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That you have God inside of you. And just, just because, and, and, and just so you know, God is ready to perform miracles, not because you asked for it, but because that's his nature to bless. You are a God container. You're a God container.
that demand for Jesus to perform miracles. And let's not fall into that trap of daring God to perform a miracle so that we will believe. God wants us to believe so that he can perform a miracle. And that demand just reveals one thing, that we are empty without God. Can I invite you to pray? Maybe you're going through something right now. Maybe you're going through pain. Maybe you're sick. Or maybe uh, you're, 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 def you're desperate for provisions. Maybe a lot of things are happening in your life. I want you to know that that has a purpose. And uh, we will pray and ask God to just move in your lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you put your hands over your chest and let me pray for you? Father in heaven, I pray that in a very special way you will reach out to my brothers and sisters. We all are going through some sort of pain right now. But we will not be moved by what we see, what we hear, or what we feel but we will be moved by what we believe in, that you are inside of us, that we are God containers, that with you in our hearts, with you and in, with you in, inside and sitting at the throne of our hearts, we will overcome. It's just a matter of time, O oh Lord, when we will see your glory come to pass. O oh God, O oh God, I pray that you extend your right hand and touch my brothers and sisters who are praying this prayer with me. And with this prayer is an invitation, O oh Lord God, that you sit at the center of our hearts, at the center of our lives. Father, as we vacate the throne, the throne of our hearts, and as we drive out the evil spirits in Jesus' name, as we bind them, take authority over them, bind their hands and their feet, and throw them to the foot of the cross, I pray, O oh Lord God, that you... Fill the void left by these spirits with your Holy Spirit. And I declare freedom for those who need freedom. Healing for those who need healing. Provisions for those who need provision. Restoration for those who need restorations. And we believe this and claim all these in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, visit lightfam.com and click on Feast Teachings.